0: Hello and welcome to the Trainer Tools Podcast. I'm John Tomlinson and in this month's episode I'm speaking to Paul Tizard about how to put together a team building day. I'm here with Paul Tizard. Hello Paul, how are you?
1: Hello. good to speak to you again John.
0: Andrew and what are we going to talk about today?
1: We're going to talk about team building because this is something as an internal consultant and as an external consultant I used to get asked a lot for so team managers would say come and make my team better so I think yes I thought I'd have a think well I did did, if I might plug I did write a book about it because I got a little bit frustrated with what I saw as the main difference between the two kind of areas I would go for but uh, so what I'd like to offer. It's more of a practitioner's a really practical way to approach it would say i don 't know how much is based on theory more about what what I found works
0: well, it does It's something that I get asked a lot as well. the same thing team building always seems to be in in demand
1: yes, so how do you want to structure it? Well, the first thing is start with the first question that people say is when they say to you what I want to team build what do you say next uh, I always think that's the an interesting one because uh, if you're an internal consultant and someone says to you, "Can you run us a team build?" it's slightly different to when you're an external consultant. As an internal, you might think to yourself, "Well, it, you know it's my time. My time is the bit that I'm going to give them. That's the value that I can add. Where there's an external it should be the same thing. however, you're also thinking, "I'm not going to be stupid and say no to work," because um, I 100 percent don't agree with why they want it. I know if you're a very well-paid consultant and you're, and you're landed gentry, perhaps you can afford to be a little bit fussy. But I always will think uh, I want to help them and I won't turn the work down uh, unless I, I think it's absolutely a complete waste of time. But normally there's something behind it. So if someone approaches you and says, I want a team build, the first obvious question is why? And then the main thing to do is just listen see what they say. Because what I'm listing out for is... Sort of key things they focus on. So, for instance, they talk about the general group. Do they start talking about individuals that are causing them problems? And then you then you have to decide: Do we actually work with the individuals rather than doing a team thing, or do the individuals first, or do the team event first and then the individuals afterwards? As an inter, as an internal person, you can go out and talk to these people. But as an external, each time you think, "Oh, I need to do a bit more analysis." There could be a cost and I, I don't like charging people unnecessarily for things that if you can work it out. But by the same token, you I have found my the one mistake that I've made once and went badly, badly wrong was taking anybody's word for it. So if you only talk to one person and you go and run the event, I can pretty much guarantee it, something's going to go wrong because you've just got one slant or one perception of what's going on. So you've, as a minimum, Sometimes a manager might say, No, I don't really want to talk to you talking to the team. I'll talk to them. And that straight away rings alarm bells for me. I'm thinking, Why wouldn't you want me to talk to them? So then you have to make a decision what's going on here? So if if you think, No, I'm going to persevere, I want to help, like my desire to help is so strong that you think to yourself, I still need to get some data. So I might do something like, you know, try to encourage them to say, Well, why don't we do a team audit? You know, there's loads of things that you can get. Uh, particularly, Fenman's got loads where you can just download them quite cheaply, and they're they're inoffensive. They just measure the key sort of areas that you expect teams to know about, like do we have a common vision? Do we trust each other? And do I get feedback? Am I developed? Etc. Etc. So you get them to do those uh, as in a 360. So it's all really light. You can do it really full on. So if I,
0: are you talking about doing this as part of the analysis phase?
1: Yeah. If, if the manager won't let me talk to the staff, then I might suggest it like that. So say, you know, well, let's, let's just check that we're all getting exactly what we think we're getting. Why don't you try this out and, and see if and then come back to me. So I'll do it like that. If they let me talk to their team, that's the ideal, because then I want to go around and say, OK, I've been asked to do this team event. What do you think we should do? And team, team members are often surprised you ask such an obvious question. Say, well yeah. As you just say they were thing you tell us, wouldn't you? Yeah, they? yeah. I just say to you you're if you're going to design it, what do you think we should do? And the, after you get past, I, I think if you had six people you spoke to, I can pretty much put money on the fact that the three out of the six would say let's go to the pub. And then right. you have, it's, <laughs> it's like and yeah then you have to laugh like you've never heard it before. Oh, what a great one. <laughs> Cuz you do. So, when you're a so fake laughter. Yeah, love, one of the
0: key skills of consultancy. A
1: key key skill. They don't teach you at the CIPD, but you just pick it up. So you did a bit of uh, fake stroke, genuine laughter. Oh, that's a great idea. Okay, so um, if we enter the pub, what would that do? So you just play around with it. But the main thing is that the reason I go and talk to team members, if there's like a massive group and it's sort of like 50, then you'd have to do it by emails and audits and stuff like that. Or you might do a Skype thing. But if you've got, if it's, say, 10 people, I think it's well worth going and meeting them and just... What, what, do you, what do you want from this? What do you think this is all about? What do you think I need to do? If you were me, what would you do? Just ask really obvious questions. What you're trying to do is put yourself in their position and think, I'm, I'm going to take a day of your life. How would you like to spend it well? And when you just put it down to very basic terms like that, people, people often surprise me. They'll either come up with very similar things or they'll come out with slightly different angles, which then gives you more of a dialogue that you can go back and have with the manager.
0: So is that what you do with this, the output of this, you would actually take back to the manager? You Always. presumably do a certain amount of um, processing of the data to, do, to draw some sort of conclusions?
1: Yes. You take the themes back. You don't say, well, you know, Gary thinks you're an idiot. You just go back and say, um, someone thinks you're an idiot. No, you wouldn't. You just sort of say, well, there's, some, there's, a, di- there's a difference of, of opinions. Some people agree that's what they think you should be doing. So you, you try and play it back in a way that isn't offensive. Because you know they're the ones that have called you in, and really, when, by the time they've decided they want the team event, they've already they've already done a lot of thinking. Normally, and they'll say, you know, I've, well, I think I've decided I need a team event, and that's why they've called you in. So they don't want to be messed around too much. But by the same token, you still need to do a little bit of digging, otherwise you're walking in completely blind to what might be going on.
0: So the first reaction to any kind of request, even external or external for some sort of team building event is going to be this it's going to be asking why mm. to the original manager the, whoever asks you and then subsequently going on and talking to as many people as you can realistically can
1: yeah ask really obvious coaching questions like if I didn't do this what's the worst that would happen if we did nothing what would happen so just the, do the opposite sort of playing devil's advocate or whatever you want to call it but just ask the really obvious easy simple childlike questions really why do you want it? What, what, what if we didn't? What would great look like? What would rubbish look like? Uh, what have they had before? Just the obvious sort of training needs analysis type questions. So it's easy to just assume that it's a given, that you should be in there doing it. But sometimes it, is absolutely, it all turns out absolutely right. But, and you ha- it's not a waste of time because the whole process of talking to the humans in their team is part of the team building. The team building doesn't happen on the day you go in there. It happens from the moment you have any contact with them because they're starting then to think about it and they're also looking at each other. So it's, the process is already beginning, albeit subtly. You don't tell them that.
0: Right, so you're, you're, just, you're just getting to think, you're prompting them so yeah. they're already starting that process. And the output of that, what kind of output are you going to get? Are you Are going to get st- stuff like people pointing fingers, blaming each other? Or are they going to be starting to tell you what the problems are in the team? all of that,
1: anything, uh, it, it's so different. It depends what sort of teams you're dealing with. So I'm very mindful of the fact that if I go into a team of auditors, I'll have a different type of response. than if I go into a team of salespeople, uh, you know, to, to, to use broad generalisations, but teams are so different and people are so different in these funny little groups. They're like, they have their own personalities. And every time you go in and poke and do something, you're you're interfering with the dynamic so i think i always try to keep some respect with what i'm doing because if you don't have an ethical approach to it you could go in and make it actually worse and i know that's happened i've gone into places where they say yeah we, you know we went on this team event and such and such and such and such fell out big time and it wasn't dealt with and it's still hanging around six months later so you can actually do more damage so it's so by going, doing very, very little, you're still having an interference with the dynamic, hopefully in a good way. So you're trying to be what I'd call, oh, this sounds a bit um, cheesy, but I think the word someone described it was, is emergent. And it's a gestalt term where you're trying not to sort of judge. You're holding back and going in almost neutral to try and sort of feel what what, what hits me, what do I notice, what don't I see, what do I see just so trying to be keep your eyes open because you don't actually know unless you were in that team you don't really know what's going on and sometimes you can look back i've, looked, I've done it loads of times look back and someone i bumped into somebody and they'll say do you know that was that team event really helped and you think oh well, i thought it was i thought it was a non-event and they'll say no it really got us talking afterwards and blah 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 and other times you can go in <laughs> they'll say oh that was that was awful wasn't it <laughs> You see, yeah well i thought it went okay i you know, I'm too busy having a good time to notice but it, it is, you have to be so careful because you're interfering with a very delicate beast which is the, the dynamic so bring it back to very broad terms when I'm approaching a team event I always think am I team building or am I doing team development and they're two with a bit of overlap they are two different things
0: Do you want to just expand on that and explain yeah. what you see as the difference between those two?
1: Team building would be where it could be a new team, which is a typical thing, but it could be just where people work together, but they don't have to. They're not they're not totally reliant upon each other. And it's fairly it's fairly new. It's quite politish, And they maybe they haven't done anything before. There's a new manager. And it's one of those. If I had to sum it, it'd be like getting to know you. So you might do really safe stuff, which is out there. It's quite cerebral, so it could be let's let's come up with a team vision. Let's um let's talk about um what we've done before or what we'd like to offer to the team, but it's all really light and safe. It's just because we overlap with each other and where we overlap, we want to make sure that those are sort of semi pleasant. So I might do something really light, like some some of those team building activities where you have to get your whole piece of string and then there's something moves along the string. And you know, one of those ones where you set up to work together, but they and then you, you, they do an activity to 15 or 30 minutes. And afterwards you just go, Oh, what, what worked well and what didn't work well. And it's, and it's all that stuff like, Oh, we must communicate. We need to speak up. It's all that basic stuff that that's team building. You know, I wouldn't do personality types. I might do something light, like something, um, belbin's biscuits, Something really easy, you know, put a plate of biscuits out of all the different types. Have you done Belbin's biscuits?
0: I haven't, no. Right,
1: if I was you, going to ask you Google about this. Google Belbin's biscuits, OK? Uh, someone came up with this idea that all these different biscuit types link to the different uh, team types. So you put all the biscuits out, the different ones. So let's I, I just that's come up with something. I'll say the ginger nuts... Are always taken by the shaper because they're clean and crisp, and you get to the taste straight away, and there's no messing about, you know. So, pe- so people quite like all that because it's quite light. But that's, that's a good, that's a freebie one uh, on the internet. Belbin's well, biscuits. What about
0: a jammy dodger? What's a, uh, I can't what's A jammy dodger mean?
1: I mean, you're you're getting into sort of dangerous territory now. To be honest, I would probably
0: go for the I would probably go for the ginger nut actually.
1: Yeah. Well.
0: But because I like ginger. Yeah. No, no more. Nothing else behind it than that, really.
1: Yeah. Well, it's one of those really light ones where it doesn't. There's not, nothing offensive about it, and it's it's just a bit of a laugh. And you could do it. You could do this type of thing at a t- team meeting, so it doesn't have to be with a facilitator or anything. It can be done really lightly by the team manager or somebody within the team. And the whole idea is that you just sort of go, "Oh yes, which biscuits are you drawn to?" And then you pick them up, and then you do the big reveal. Ha ha! Well, those who chose the digestives. You're probably this, and then it gives out some rubbish. And it's it's not particularly accurate, but it just gets them thinking about different team types, but it's still really, really light and safe. Hold on.
0: I'm going to Google this. <laughs> Belbin's biscuits, have a look. <laughs> grocery list, Belbin's grocery. Oh, no, that is actually a
1: grocery shop. Are you recording all this? They're going to have to listen to you on Google. <laughs> no, I'll cut most of this out. I'm am searching as well at the moment, so I feel like you know I'm going to disappoint you as I tell you what ginger nut means.
0: Do you happen to know if ginger nut was included specifically,
1: <laughs> just so I can <laughs>
0: <laughs> just so I can uh, narrow down this search? Oh, I don't
1: know. No, I mean my computer's searching, so if you can just you know give it. A moment. I've
0: I've found a I found a Methodist church in uh, in Huddersfield.
1: I don't know if that's particularly good for team building. Not,
0: not specifically, <laughs> no. <laughs> what biscuit type are you? Which British biscuit are you? If you were a biscuit, what would you be? These look like that kind of Facebook level of quiz. What, are
1: you trying to make out that this is not um, grounded in proper research? Well, one
0: of them, one of the links is in the Daily Mail, so you can draw your own conclusions. Yeah, well, that's really disappointing, I have to say. I was really quite looking forward to finding out which well, Belbin team role I was. I know what Belbin team role I am, based on Belbin's yeah, theory. Yeah, well, what's that, you know, compared to Biscuits. But no, nothing as fundamental <laughs> as Biscuit choice.
1: Nope. Anyway, <laughs> it's back to the sky. Oh, well, please. never mind.
0: Back. Let's go back, yes. back on script, then. And before we went off on that, what turned out to be a rather pointless tangent you were talking about the difference between team building and team development. And that was team building. And when you talked about team building, you were saying that's for something like a new team, a team perhaps that has a new manager or a team of people that aren't really a proper team as such. They're just people that work together. Is that a reasonable summary?
1: Yes. Sorry, I just found something. (laughs) Were were you listening? I was, but I just found something that I can't believe it. I have found it.
0: Oh, brilliant. Okay. Well, go on then. Let's go through this then because it's a good laugh.
1: So, I'll give you the choice one of these biscuits I've never heard of but I think you have to put it out and then they choose so you you lay out for people custard creams a boaster I've never heard of a boaster a hobnob no I don't know what a boaster is Jaffa cakes is that strictly a biscuit rich teas chocolate digestives digestives and shortbread Okay. so if you had to is it
0: is it plain chocolate um, or milk chocolate digestive
1: doesn't say
0: uh, well, if it was plain chocolate I digestive, th- I'd go I there. don't think there's that level of up.
1: research gone into it, to be honest. <laughs> well, that's shocking. And maybe Absolutely that's what shocking. we need
0: to. Do. <laughs> yeah, there's a PhD in here somewhere. <laughs> do you want to hear what it says? <laughs> I'm going to go. F- I'm okay, going to go Jeff for the Jaffa cake. cake then. If in in the absence of uh, that knowledge about the dark chocolate, okay.
1: the plant's favourite, creative, imaginative, and unorthodox, someone who solves difficult problems and advances new ideas and strategies. That is my Belbin type as well. This is spooky,
0: eh? I, I am, yeah, no, seriously. And the plant. You're just then I'm... saying that they make the
1: podcast No, it's goods. true. No, I'm not.
0: It's true. I was the plant, and then after that, my next highest score was, was that.
1: Uh, tell me what biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten. Custard right. cream, hobnob. I no way, way no there way. Is rich tea, chocolate digestive, digestive, or so shortbread.
0: Well, let's go. It would be between chocolate digestive and, um, I can't remember what other one was. It wouldn't be shortbread, it wouldn't be custard cream. You got get I don't know what it is.
1: Hobnobs, rich teas, digestives, chocolate digestives, and shortbread.
0: I'm gonna go chocolate
1: digestive. Right. Resource investigators are extroverted, enthusiastic, and communicative and love to explore opportunities and create contacts.
0: That's crazy, because that's like that's like my third one. <laughs> my third highest score. Those are the, the three that I've got reasonably high scores on. Plant number one. Yeah. Um, resource investigator was like the third one yeah so I'll, uh, the second one should, should I go biscuit should I tell you which go biscuit on then, go on
1: then. shortbread digestive rich tea hobnob or custard cream. I'm going hobnob 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 is the shaper is challenging dynamic and thrives on pressure with the drive and courage to overcome obstacles
0: that's that is the other one yeah
1: no <laughs> is the, it is
0: <laughs> it is that's my second one <laughs> true i can't believe it
1: it's science it's science john you can't (laughs) argue with science
0: it's factually that is unbelievable (laughs) and what's um because the one that i'm totally uh, hate of all those biscuits is a custard cream
1: uh that's preferred by the team workers who support members of the team by building on suggestions and improving communications while well, fostering team spirit. The team worker enjoys the reliable way in which the custard filling welds the biscuit together, and the HR director is the one most likely to make the most of the welding the various people's talents into a winning combination. Eaten layer by layer, this really hits the spot. There's a big description for custard creams. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's very thorough on the custard creams, isn't I know. it?
1: Do you think the person who wrote that it was a team
0: worker? I think they were a complete finisher, the amount of effort they've put into
1: that. No, uh, complete finisher is shortbread. Uh, yeah, you see that's quite a dull biscuit isn't yeah, it? Yeah, complete finishers ensure the team is protected from mistakes and actively search for aspects of work that need a more than usual degree of attention. Now, where do you think I found this piece of amazing research? Um my guess would was, was it in one of your own books?
0: No. Nope. Or do you mean do you mean prior to that? Prior to that. Um, I would guess that you re- you Googled it.
1: Yeah. So where do you think it is? Personnel today. <laughs> Was it in Personnel Today?
0: There <laughs> so you go. Well, uh, yeah, it's a bit of fun, though, isn't it? It's is uh, to be, and
1: you know, it got me banged to rights. To be fair. Yeah. So, it, so you see how that's 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 good team building. It's not too deep. It's easy. Uh, no one's gonna get upset over that. But I'm not a hobnob. You know, it's 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 fairly light. So that's the sort of thing I think when I think of team building, it's just a bit of fun, but it's with a bit of purpose to it. So, you you know, you, you'd have a sort of a light mindset. You're not expecting people to say, you know, about childhood trauma or something. I can't believe you said I was custard cream. Uh, it's just it's just light and easy. So. And it gets a bit of a laugh.
0: And you mentioned also that in team building, it might be intellectual in the sense that you might explore something like a vision, Yeah, vision, a mission statement.
1: What's our roles? What's our overlap? What's our strengths and weaknesses as we see them? What's the strengths and weaknesses of the team? You know, like the, the typical SWOT analysis or gap analysis or any of those, that's all really safe team building stuff. How does this differ from team development? But team development, we're in the area. You know how um, I'm going I'm to hate to do this now. I apologize. Okay. But I know trainers like icebergs because they use them, don't they? They do. They use- I use them. Yeah. Okay. So if it was an iceberg, the team building stuff would be above the surface. The team development is the stuff underneath the surface. So what's going on underneath? So what's the dynamic? What's the unsaid who hates each other but isn't verbalizing it? Who you know that type of stuff. So it's it's the 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 meat of it of what actually makes the team. What do they need to do to to start to trust each other so they've got a chance of being a high performing team? It's that that's the area I find fascinating, and not every team's ready for that. But if they've been together a while and you sense that there's a bit of humor, there's they could they don't take themselves too seriously. There's a bit of mick taking, but it's you know poking fun at each other. But it's it it doesn't look anybody like anybody gets damaged by it, and it's not all one person doing it. It's quite equal, and there isn't too much Some banter. Yeah, there's not too much hierarchy in the team. Then they're probably in a good place to do something a bit more interesting. They'd probably like the bis- the Belbin's biscuits, of course they would, but they they'd you know they are they they could cope with something a bit more interesting. So you could do something like. um you could do, you know, uh, uh, one that gets some, I like things like the Insights profile. I think that's quite a good one because it's cause it's simple, but it also gives quite a good description. TMS is another one which is good. Myers Briggs is good, but it's a bit complicated to use in a team.
0: Yeah, Insights is based on the same as Myers Briggs, isn't it? It's The Jungian yeah, yeah. theory, but it's in colours, pretty colours rather than letters. That's right. <laughs> it is popular though, and it is. people do re- people do remember that more than they remember their. MBTI type
1: exactly and that and if you think about it if you had a team you wanted them to get on with each other and understand what they're good at what their weaknesses are or whatever phrase or language you want to use around that the insights makes it okay to talk about it but it's memorable so although it starts off really simply you can go as deep as you like if you want to go to 72 types you can do or you can keep it to four to eight to 16 whereas the myers briggs is really good as well of course it is but it's just people don't remember it as well, and they can't use it if I, if I know that you're you prefer to use a red and yellow mix, I can think about that quite quickly. but if I think oh he he said he was an i n t j what does that mean you know, I can't remember that unless I'm a practitioner and you're a practitioner, and then we relate amazingly <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's true though it's not it's not as accessible
1: no. Just
0: so remember what everything means, it's true.
1: It's a very good tool, but it's just I think it's better for one to one. I like it one to one. I think it's more powerful. But you know, other people might not agree. So in something like team
0: development, you're talking about a team that's already in a pretty good place, they've got that kind of good banter between them that's not too serious, it's yeah. quite presumably they're all quite reasonably high performing, yeah. not too much hierarchy.
1: Ish, or it could be the opposite, where they they've they've fallen out and you know, doing a you know, doing Melbourne's biscuits not going to get beneath the surface, and then you might do something. I can't different. believe that. <laughs> I, yeah, I knew you were custard cream. Um, I think it's it, you want to do something which sort of pokes them a bit, but in a supportive way. So I have two choices. So if a teams going well, but they want to do some stuff which delves a bit, you could do things like insights. You could do something like something, something a bit quirky, such as um, everyone bring in. Their favourite piece of music for the next meeting, and we'll play it and we'll talk about it. What? It, why you like it? That's quite under the radar stuff. That's quite you'd have to. You could end up being quite um, revealing about yourself without meaning to. So you'd have to be quite sensitive to that. Or you could say, bring in a picture of yourself at your most happiest point in your life, <laughs> and then they they'll, they'll talk about where you were, what were you doing, that type of stuff. So it's it's all nice, but it's definitely slightly uncomfortable but it quite makes personal yeah it's personal that's the word i was looking for
0: yeah it's quite revealing
1: yeah but it you've you've sussed out that you think the team might be ready for that and and it's still fun but it also because there's a bit of trust in the t- or a lot of trust in the team they can cope with it and it and it just deepens it a bit more they get to see each other as humans rather than job roles
0: yeah building intimacy is quite an important part of building trust
1: yes it's
0: even in the trust equation so it 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 does make sense it does have a theoretical foundation
1: yeah so i've just found that i found that that the way the wrong way around just by trying stuff out trying lots of things out that have worked or not worked so for instance one of the things that i've i've combined two things and and it worked really well twice and died every other time which was i bought one of those garden games have you seen them like massive snakes and ladders, like huge, oh yeah, yeah, lay it out on the floor and then they give everybody markers, and then they have to they roll this huge inflatable dice um and with a team of about ten people, it's really good fun, and each dice every place they land on there's something there's a message they turn it over and they have to do something, so it could be praise three people or tell one person uh, or what answer this question. One thing this team could do better is dot, dot, dot. That stuff is team development. And that was, if you write it out really well, it's, it's a really nice way to get what's probably not being said out in the open. So if you know there was some fallout a year ago, you one of the, the spaces that you hope someone lands on is what's been hanging around for ages, but we want to now throw it in the bin and forget about it. And then they'll say it. You just shut your mouth as a trainer, let them talk, ask the obvious open questions. Can the rest of you relate to that? How do you feel about that? And blah, blah, blah. And then you move it on. It's like room 101. What do you want to throw away? (laughs) It's that that type of idea, you know?
0: So those questions that you would put on there, do do they come with the game? Or is this something separate that you add to the game?
1: That's something I made up. Right, okay. So I just thought about it. You know, you think about all those things that you want to get people to talk about if you make it as part of a game they'll do it because they know the rules about games that you just go along with it and although it might be uncomfortable and you say if i just said okay good morning everyone could you now praise three people they will go <laughs> oh no but if you make it a bit of fun and you give out prizes for every time someone says anything brave and, and just make it God, i bought some really rubbish prizes do i hear my most rubbish prize
0: yes okay my... was it a signed copy of your own book
1: <laughs> more
0: rubbish than that
1: no possibly yeah on par uh, i said to you know today you know you got a bit some fun with it as i said today there's some amazing prizes to win for those who are brave enough to do it and and they're all kind of they all they know you kind of because you're smiling when you say they're thinking oh yeah yeah and i've even got Um, The top prize today is a hands-free device for your phone. And they're thinking, you know, that's like 20 or 30 quid, isn't it, for a decent one. So they're thinking, crikey, that's a good price. So So the expectation's really high. So you do all the thing you get them moving around you get them praising each other they give out on the spot awards you you stick stars on people if they go well done that was brilliant who you like to give a star to and you make them all part of it but you've got to have a bit of a risk take a bit of a risk but you know that you're in that place if you're going to do this a lot of people wouldn't even risk this but if you're brave with it it can be really good fun because the ultimate goal is to get them talking to each other and opening up a bit and then at the end the crappy prize the worst prize ever in the history of giving prizes, was well, right. So well done, you've won a hands-free kit for your mobile. And I say, could you just could you hold up your mobile? I just want to check it's compatible. And as they hold it, I bring out this massive elastic band and strap the mobile to their head, <laughs> <laughs> and say, so, there you go, hands-free mobile kit. <laughs> <laughs> and it gets a really it gets a good laugh and a groan. But it's quite a good way to end the, you know. So it's just trying to be a bit inventive with it because everyone seems... Uh, there's nothing worse than boring team days. You know, people dread them. They're really nervous. They're going to be made to look stupid. So if you're going to go for it, you put some thought into it. But I always think, you know, it's time to have a bit of fun with people as well. You know, so that's why it's important earlier on when I said to get to know them a bit because you're building a bit of rapport then. So later on, you can you work out who's got the sense of humour and who can, you know, anyone who. Who will be up for a bit of banter and those that that won't and you get a sense of personality types because you have talked to them you know so it's just all that makes it a really great event
0: i think so if in that example there you're talking about for positive team development yes Yes. so it's all about something that provides a lot more depth that creates trust through getting to know each other more personally and using games to make it more fun make people more playful Make yeah. people open up more yeah. likely to open up yeah I mean, what do, about in the situation sorry go on
1: no so there was a very simple one once which was uh, someone said to me we've got seven of us we're all different levels but there's some people who think they're kind of experts and some who aren't um how can i get around this and i said "What?" Well, so we just i said what do you want them to say what's the questions you want to get out there so i, I wrote a load of things down and laminated them and then shoved them in a big hat and then said, right, just pass the hat round, get them to pull it out, and when you whatever it says, you pull it out, and they say it. And they say, you know, so some one of them was the experience I bring to this team is blah blah blah. But what I'd like to learn from this situation is dot dot dot. So it's a it gives them a chance to those who who are perceived experts to to say, yeah, this is what I am. But also it gives them all a chance to to say, and I'm looking to learn. So then it puts them back on the sort of level playing field. And it's a really safe way, and it's fun. It, the hat only has to go around a couple of times. And by then, people have warmed up. It's a really quick and easy one to do. It just takes a bit of thought. But and it, because you've written the questions and laminated them, it's, then, it's the hat that came up with them. They don't think about the fact that you sat there and typed them out <laughs> and thought, what, yeah. <laughs> what can I get them to do? They just thought, oh, it's just lucky dip. But you only put in there what you want people to say.
0: Yeah, of course, yeah.
1: So it's it's slightly manipulative, I guess.
0: Well, again, it's making a bit of a game of it. Yeah. Just by putting them in a hat. Exactly. Just just that process makes more of a game, makes it more playful.
1: Yeah. Because you want pe- because we all come here, to, we all come to work to earn money. Um, we all want, you know, we spend more time at work with people that we work with than we do with people we love. Unless you have a workplace relationship, then that's a different scenario. But you're generally with these people that you perhaps don't have that much feeling for and so you know, to make it more pleasant just makes life more pleasant but there sometimes there are tricky moments but it doesn't mean you have to approach it in a kind of really serious like you know that's the stuff for grievances and things like that when it's gone too far but there is a lot that can be done before that to kind of make it playful and let's try and be open and it's just the manager's keeping an eye on people and making sure they know where they are and activities like that just give people a chance they get a chance to sit back and see what people have got to say and think and it and it heads things off before it becomes a problem later so there is a reasoning behind it although i kind of dress it up like in a stupid way but that's more to just is to get it under the radar
0: and what about if you're working with a team that isn't so positive you want to do people uh, you want to do team development but the team itself
1: is having a lot of problems right individual interviews, so do a team audit, safe. Introduce yourself and say, what you say to me This is you say this to everybody. I'm here to, I don't know what the situation is. I've got no opinions. I want to help. I'm assuming you all feel the same and you want it to be a pleasant environment rather than whatever's gone on so far. So my job with you is I want to listen. So what I'd like to do, with your permission, is we'd have a day together, but before we do that, I'd like to come around and talk to you all individually in confidence and find out. What you want from the day, what you think's happened, and we we agree some sort of goals, etc et etc, cetera, et cetera. and very quickly by doing that, you get a sense of what's actually going on, and then you say the same say the same things to them, but you're saying, if you give me the words you think I should say at this event that will make things better, and so you've given people a chance to verbalize what they think's gone on. Now then you have to decide what you're going to do about it and it, there isn't just one answer there could be several things that you might do it could be that you do some light stuff it could be that you do some very basic structured team working exercises where you you know you give everybody there's lots of these things like fen like i said fenman do these where you everybody has some information but not everyone has the same information and only by communicating well do they solve the problem those type of things which get they bring things to the surface a little bit, but also sort of you can say well you okay, so you were holding back what was that about so it, it stirs it up in a quite a constructive way so you could do something like that, or you could literally do a facilitated session where you say, okay it's um I'm here to to be neutral to listen uh, by the end of these, this this two hour session I want i th- I'm getting the impression from all of you that you want things to be better, so why don't we And then you just you design it. You might use an open space type technique, which is a facilitation technique, which you can Google. But they're all pretty much similar things. They're all work. All things on a theme. I don't want to sort of uh, I can't do it justice now. Or you might use something like the pinpoint methodology where you get all people which use a Socratic process of drawing out people's what they think could be done better. What's going well. And then to put them in mini groups, to work on it, come up with action plans. But mainly you're you're there to just to help them shift a bit by not being judgmental, just helping them to move on. And that would be that's still team development. And they're not all going to go out and high five you. But if they say, thank you, that was useful or actually that was really positive or then you've done your job and then you can do the other stuff later. But that's that's how I would deal with that type of scenario. And and to recognise the fact it's not personal. So they need to rant. Maybe they've not been given permission to rant. And sometimes people need to just say stuff and you have to be really clear up front with contracting what's okay, what's not okay today, blah blah blah, and hold them to it. And then just say, okay people can talk what they like but what are the rules let's hold ourselves to the rules so they say okay um if we're going to be the people say if we're going to be critical then be, keep it constructive and so you just hold people to the rules that they set themselves and then once people have said it it's a bit like um uh what's that i'm trying to think of the word expression now, where you sort of lance the boil you know it's uh, it oozes the pressure and they start to 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 feel a bit better, they're ready to move on because they've said it and it's now gone. Whereas they might have been sitting on it or chuntering over it for ages. No, not
0: again. They've let it out.
1: Yeah, they're not going to skip off into the sunset, go yay, we're all best friends. But you've kind of said, well, we, you know, unless you've decided to leave this team, you have to find a way to work together. I don't know what that is. Maybe we don't, as a group, know yet. But that is where we're going to get to. We've got to find a way to work together because that's what the nature of work is and so you just keep it fairly you're trying to stay an adult if you're using transactional so you definitely have to stay an adult but you you try to sort of encourage them to you know to be open but within you know in a rational kind of non-accusatory way and hold them to their rules so that's you know i'm explaining to everybody knows what facilitation is facilitation you know that's exactly what you're doing
0: so it involves a little bit more kind of careful analysis up front because you're talking one-to-one and you're having a little bit more challenging conversations in the in that beginning phase to really get an understanding of exactly what's going on yes and then the activities you're designing are a little bit safer a little bit less playful definitely than than you would do with the positive team
1: yeah they're not if you did any of that playful stuff they think you wouldn't respect their situation and that's what i've seen i've made that mistake and i've seen lots of people do that who've gone in there thinking oh i'll just I'll go and do Belbin with them or I'll do something on positive thinking. And it misses the point. They're not ready for that yet. They're, they need, that's, that's great if everything's great, but they'll just sit there thinking, what's this got to do with me? So it, you've got to meet them where they are when it's like that, not where you think they are, because they're not ready for that stuff. Not, they might be later, but at that point, they, you, you need to be where they are. And that it means they, they whinge for an hour, but then it's out of the way then it's that's what you do.
0: I think the idea that you've got to start where they are is a very good thing to bear in mind in all learning development work rather than where you wish they would be.
1: Yeah well I think we've all made that mistake where we've yeah I've run customer service or I've done appraisal skills and I've had a room full of engineers who've just been sent there who could be earning you know doing their job earning money Salespeople who've just been sent along and they're missing their targets and then you go and go everyone and get all happy clappy on them and they look like they want to kill you
0: (laughs) yeah exactly because you've got to be where they are exactly yeah okay well thank you very much for that paul
1: i'm not quite sure if that if that rambling got to where you wanted it to get to but um...
0: well as far as i understood it what we've what we've discovered today (laughs) is uh is when people talk to you about team building the first thing to do is ask why genuinely try and get an understanding of where the person's coming from Get as much access to the team as you're realistically possible. If you can speak to them, then, then better. If you can't, then you can use things like team audits and other stuff that you said you can download from Fenman. Yeah. Then you kind of need to decide: Are you talking team building or are you talking team development? Team building is the one that's about a new team, or maybe a team that's got the that people that don't really aren't really a team as such. They just kind of work work together, but don't really depend on each other. In which case, your activities are going to be a lot lighter. Um, more fun more superficial more or maybe more intellectual around mission statements objectives and things like that yeah if it's team development if it's a positive team that's going in the right way then it's about deepening it building trust building intimacy having fun using games and that kind of stuff and if it's a more negative team it's much more careful analysis at the beginning followed by again fairly challenging kind of content but much more safe and structured Mm. But but going to where you need to go, lancing the boil was your rather charming metaphor.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> that was a really nice sum up. I wish I would said all that at the beginning. See, Gary Platt well, would Gary Platt would have said all that. It would have, it would have been over and done with in three minutes.
0: But he wouldn't have done the biscuits.
1: The he might have done the biscuits. I think you know Gary's got a dark side.
0: <laughs> you think he'd go for the dark
1: chocolate? I I I think Gary would go for the. He probably wouldn't have any biscuits. Because he wouldn't want to be categorised, but he—if he was to—I think if he's to push it, he'd probably go for the shortbread. What,
0: would, what was the boaster?
1: The boaster. This is the preference of coordinators, like to be chosen by the individual with a high business acumen and sound judgment. Oh, that could be him. But I don't know what a boaster is. I've never seen that biscuit. I don't even think does it, it exists. Does it go
0: into the analysis though, and say that they enjoy the the silky chocolate nougat or something? <laughs> So that we could get a clue about what a boaster biscuit is. There are no clues.
1: No, it seems to be very biased around custard cream. The big, massive description by the custard cream, I suggest is written by the custard cream eater. And then everyone else gets two lines. The custard cream person gets six lines. It
0: does seem to be very pro-custard cream. It's very unfair. Which I felt was the weakest biscuit onto the list. But
1: there you go. We're not all the same, are we? (laughs) And you've discovered that there is science in biscuit choice. There
0: is, there is. It's all, all absolutely proven, beyond any doubt whatsoever. Well, thank you, thank you for that, Paul. That Pleasure. scientific analysis of um Welcome. of team building. Yeah, and we'll look forward to seeing you on this podcast
1: again. More nonsense later. Thanks, Paul. Cheers, John. Thanks a lot.
0: So that was me and Paul Tizard talking about how to put together a team building day. Hope you found it useful, and please keep supporting this podcast with reviews, sharing things over social media, subscribing, etc. Thank you very much, and I will see you next month.